0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of what I hope is going to be a lot of future episodes of uh, the Bitcoin Cash podcast, which is a new project that I had the idea for yesterday, and I'm bringing to you today. So uh, my name's Jeremy. I post on Reddit as the username Shibinator. Uh, which is a reference to the old Dogecoin days, if anyone uh, remembers that. But uh, basically, I have been in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency for a long time. I bought my first uh, Bitcoin in 2013 in about... uh, It would have been in September or October of 2013. Uh, And yeah, you know, got sucked down the... Down the rabbit hole. That was actually um, right before the uh, huge run up at the time, uh, from about three or four hundred dollars US to uh, twelve hundred. At the time, it was like the the China rally, um, where everybody was super excited about about what was happening uh, with the you know uh, Bitcoin expanding in China and uh, you know the expansion of mining there and as Chinese exchanges started opening and it sort of caught fire in the in the population uh, a little bit and yeah, it all sort of ended in disaster when uh, Mt. Gox uh, Which was the biggest exchange in the early days of Bitcoin uh, blew up and Well, I, don't know, I guess they just suddenly went offline and took tons of people money with them and It was a huge scandal and that's really a, a whole story for another day um, but basically, I've been becoming for a very long time, and uh, I, I followed it religiously for years and years and years, uh, up until the point of the split in 20, um, 2017, I think it was, was, was really where it reached the uh, fever pitch, the like late 2016, early 2017, uh, and... At that point, there was so much disagreement in the community that it split into two, right? You have uh, what is now called uh, Bitcoin, but uh, maybe I should refer to it as Bitcoin Core, I, I don't know. Uh, but basically, there was that version of Bitcoin that carried on, uh, and then Bitcoin Cash split off uh, from from the, the sort of the main Bitcoin. Although I, I don't really like that term because in my mind, Bitcoin Cash is the main Bitcoin and is even, or is the original Bitcoin as well. So even though Bitcoin Cash ended up with the, um, having to like rebrand with the new name, the new logo and everything like that, uh, a lot of people who support it, myself included, would say that that <laughs> that, that is the real uh, Bitcoin, but it's more just an accident of history. It didn't work out that way. Uh, anyway, so... The upshot of all this is that I think that Bitcoin Cash is going to be the the global reserve currency one day, right? It's just it's Bitcoin has always grown exponentially from its beginnings way back when, and I don't see any reason that it's going to stop. Pretty much, Uh, it just defies the haters every single time. Uh, But. It's been a long and winding path to get here, right? And so up until that, there was that split in 2017, and as a result of that, I, I lost interest for a couple of years, and I haven't been as embedded in the in the Bitcoin scene until uh, very recently, when obviously the price is going bonkers again at the moment with Bitcoin Core BTC) running up past um, like forty thousand. US dollars, which is uh, kind of crazy to think, but I guess it was inevitable. So uh, I, so I, I looked, checked back up in on, on Bitcoin. I hadn't been looking at it in a while and I started reading and all the old uh, narratives of, of what was going on and it was still there. And as I uh, you know got a bit back involved in the community, I uh, made a couple of posts on, on Reddit and everything like that and I, <laughs> I realized that uh maybe not back three or four years ago um uh, but definitely by now I'm, I'm i'm a crypto boomer you know i'm I'm, fr- I'm from the the old school compared to a lot of the people that are are now involved in in bitcoin if they've joined in the last couple of years they might not have as much context on the on the history and how it all went down or maybe they're a more casual person in bitcoin i don't really know uh in cryptocurrency generally so as I was thinking about it, I sort of realised, you know, I, I think I could provide some, some perspective on all that. And I was going for a run yesterday, and usually I listen to, to a podcast when I go running, and I realised there wasn't really a, a podcast that I knew of, uh, for, for well, for Bitcoin Cash specifically. I mean, there's a lot of YouTube channels where people talk about. Uh, you know, cryptocurrency or trading or whatever is the most like clickbaity topic of the day or whatever. But I don't think there was any thing that I knew of that had a good, a good mix of of, of like in detail uh, discussion of of what was going on. And in cryptocurrency things change really fast. And of course there's, yeah, there's always something new. Uh, But a lot of it is, is to me, it's not about making a quick, buck here or there you know the price goes up or people speculate sure that's how people get into bitcoin a lot of the time right it is driven in some sense by greed uh but from the that that's not even necessarily a problem right but from the early days it it, it was sort of more about the the ideology and not the i don't know if the ideology is the right word but the the principles or the the sort of angle of, of bringing economic freedom to the world and I think that's still there, and it doesn't matter whether it's greed or anything else that uh, helps promote that. The point is that that's kind of what's happening. And so that's another perspective that I think it can be really you know, easy for new users to, to overlook because Bitcoin operates in such a cycle of, of hype, right? Where uh, it carries along at whatever price it is for a year, two years, two and a half years. And then for whatever reason, the, the price starts to spike. And that draws in a bunch of new investors, right? New people who've maybe only heard of Bitcoin a little bit, or they've never heard of it, or maybe they've heard of it too many times. They made us now rich and they think, What oh, finally, he was right so many times. I got to get involved, right? So they all flood into the scene and price spikes. It's unsustainable, of course, because while the economy is growing fast, of cryptocurrency doesn't grow quite that fast, uh, it, it, it's a peak for pitch everybody (laughs) everybody realizes it's gone a bit too far and the price crashes because people start selling out and of course all these people who are new it's the first time they've ever owned cryptocurrency or even if they've heard that it's volatile or anything like that it's very tough on 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 an individual's psychology really to uh experience that for the first time it's sort of a bit of a rite of passage uh for bitcoiners and or cryptocurrency enthusiasts in general and uh, so they 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 sell out or they have a really rough time of it or even if you've only put in a little bit of money and a lot of people put in a lot more than a little bit of money that it, it can really take a toll on your emotions so a lot of them sell out and of course in a wave where a huge bunch of people are flooding in they're going to be the first ones to sell out and also the first ones to be complaining on Reddit or on social media or having a bad experience or whatever so a lot of them leave disgusted but a few people have... Sort of got it, or enough of it sticks with them that they they keep paying attention, and so in that way the the bubble eventually like levels off. The media writes a few more articles about how Bitcoin's died for the twentieth time or whatever. The price is stabilised higher than it was, but lower, you know, much lower than the peak. Uh, and and the community sort of carries on and slowly builds up enough momentum that it can go through another uh, media cycle of of hype and everything like that. So. In this latest one, came back to it and found uh, Bitcoin still doing its thing, and Bitcoin Cash uh, still kicking. So, um, I think Bitcoin Bitcoin Cash will will eventually overtake Bitcoin. If you you ask me, I mean, a lot of people have have different opinions, but that that's my opinion. And uh, so, yeah, maybe we can have a bit of a look into uh, why why I think that is, and. What's been going on recently in the in the Bitcoin Cash scene? So maybe I'll make this a bit of a series. I don't know. This is a first attempt uh, at it. As you can see, with the very limited production value, and uh, I don't know if it's if it's popular if people like this this vibe of of having a detailed look at what's going on in uh, Bitcoin or, or you know reporting on things from a bit of a different angle. Then then maybe I'll make it a series. So uh let's let's give it a go right so here we go so uh i've got a bunch of tabs here to just sort of uh walk through and illustrate my points as i go but i guess first thing is today is friday the 22nd of january 2021 uh also like i'm i'm, I'm in london right now and it's coronavirus pandemic lockdown has been for god know, how, how long at this point 10 months uh and that sucks gotta be honest to anybody out there who's just following the rules and uh staying isolated uh, it's been it's been a long time but i hope you're all doing you're all doing well and luckily we can can still follow bitcoin uh and cryptocurrency while the while the pandemic's in effect but uh anyway the point is it's uh it's the twenty-second January, twenty twenty-one. Bitcoin Cash is number nine on the uh, coin market cap rankings. So number, you know, four hundred and forty-three U.S. dollars. So only probably slightly higher than the price that I fought, but you know, bought my first uh, Bitcoin twenty thirteen, which is kind of uh, kind of interesting. And then we've got. Uh, Bitcoin, obviously, up here, $33,000 a, had a bit of a drop off uh, the last few days. There was a bit of a issue about this uh, replaced by fee. Uh, Palava. we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, so the price has cr- crashed off. And, and obviously, when it does, anytime Bitcoin drops, all the other cryptocurrencies drop off and then Bitcoin goes back up, everything else. It uh, goes back up because obviously it's a bit of a bellwether for the size of the entire scene, right? If, if the entire crypto market is growing, if if people's confidence is good, then money comes into everything at once and it sort of goes out like that in a tide to everything. Uh, and if, if you've watched it for a long time, you'll know that there's even a more of a mini little cycle in that where people get excited about Bitcoin, they rush into Bitcoin, Bitcoin's price goes higher, then Bitcoin drops off a little bit as people go into altcoins, right? Because it's a very natural thing for new cryptocurrency investors to get excited about Bitcoin because it's the number one, it's the biggest. They look into it, they read, oh, they think this is the best thing ever. They're convinced, they buy some, then they do it for a little while, and then that sort of greed and that speculation mindset is going at full bore, right? So at a certain point, they think, oh, but if Bitcoin's good and if I can get, make 10X or 100X with Bitcoin, well, I could make 1000X on one of these other small ones, right, because you can just look at the, the market cap of any of these and think okay look 623 billion half a trillion in um in bitcoin right that's a, that's that's a lot like it's t- going to take a lot of money for that to to shoot up but you just find any one of these random ones down here like i don't even know what all this is hedera hash graph okay like never heard of that or elrond i don't know maybe some Lord of the rings fans like <laughs> whatever it is, whatever uh, little differentiating factor these altcoins, right? So there's Bitcoin, which is the, the biggest one, everything else is an altcoin, right? An alternative coin. Um, so they, you know, they just look at this and they think, wow, this is tiny. Like, oh, if I just bought in on this, uh, like, oh, look, I could have made stacks of money. Look here, $8, and now it's $37. Like, in the space of like one month, like I could be rich. Um, so yeah, people people generally tend to go through a bit of a phase, I think, where they get into crypto and then they get into all the altcoins. They get really excited about that. You know, maybe they get into some trading. I definitely did back in the day. They you know, make some money, lose some money. Uh, and at a certain point, once the sort of the novelty and the rush of all these different ideas has worn off, um, hopefully, they they sort of come around to realize that okay there's there's a lot of good ideas and it's good that there's a lot of experimentation but fun- fundamentally the the value of a currency is is multiplied by the network effect right if there's more people involved then there's more uh, you know places to trade with and, and the number of connections grows exponentially so in general things should consolidate towards one like standard currency right for the same reason that the internet has. Well, technically it has several protocols, but like HTTP and HTTPS are used like almost uh, universally, right, everything gets onto one standard absent some other um, big factor, right? So with national currencies, the reason there's a whole set of national currencies is because in each area you have a government who says, right, this is the currency, you've got to use this currency, you've got to pay our taxes. And if you don't, then we're going to arrest you. Um, but on the internet, there's no such rule like that, right? So everything just sort of uh competes on its own merits and over time i i I think uh, you know that once well it's a long story but basically if bitcoin cash gets back up to the top it should be by far and away the the most used cryptocurrency which is interestingly not true of bitcoin uh, right now and i guess we could uh, we can just quickly look at that so yeah if you have a look at this uh for the users who don't know as you know who are newer to the crypto space or whatever like if you look back here right in the 2013 2014 range bitcoin was 94 95 percent of the market right and it maintained that uh generally speaking uh it was by far and away like in a pareto distribution like 80 20 right it was definitely more than 80 percent was was all in bitcoin uh even when these other things like here, what do we got here? Like, Ripple, you know, whenever this other stuff, Ethereum was, was getting big, it was still like, by far and away, you know, Bitcoin was the was the main game, uh, which all changed here in like, a, yeah, the about the time of the fork, right? 2016, 2017, um, that kind of change of new year. And as, as people were starting to get worried about Bitcoin scalability, well, that's when people seriously, like, really really seriously started considering okay maybe we need some alternatives and since then you know then bitcoin shortly got to its lowest point here yeah, it looks like okay it's been down to about 33 percent. the market and has since uh clawed back a bit of it right but it's not near the the dominance or the the consistency of the of the market that it was at a certain point right so anyway that's a that's a just a very interesting uh narrative to to follow in general but yeah, basically, so Bitcoin cash $445. Um, and let's just have a quick look here. We can see. And so it's 0.014 BTC. So you can buy a lot of Bitcoin cash for one Bitcoin at the moment, but uh, we'll see if it stays that way. I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll stay that way forever, but uh, you know there you go. Well, who knows? We'll see if we won't. So. Uh, what has been happening in uh, cryptocurrency recently? Well, um, okay, I'm going to skip over these and actually maybe we'll, we'll start here. So uh, one of the biggest stories from this week has been uh, this bitcoincore.org removing bitcoin.pdf from their homepage. So, People who aren't familiar, this uh, PDF that they're talking about is this one, which is the Bitcoin white paper, right? So it is the original paper that Satoshi Nakamoto, the inventor of Bitcoin, published online. It was the very first thing before he'd even, uh, you know, launched the actual network. He published this paper on uh, a mailing list online, and uh, you know, so just a, so just a couple of people read it and. It sort of started to build momentum from there, right? But this is kind of like a, a sacred text in the Bitcoin ecosystem, in the cryptocurrency ecosystem, right? Because the original design that Satoshi put out was, it was basically, I'm not going to say flawless, but I mean, I would maybe even say flawless, but basically it was a very good design, right? It was, a, this was a revolutionary idea that had never been thought of before, and when it was implemented in the code that he originally wrote and then uh built on by everybody else it, it worked right it, it, it went it was super successful so the idea that any sort of newcomer like in the sense of newer than satoshi could come along and think oh let's just change this or just tweak his like design it was kind of like yeah well you can do that if you want but but then You know it's it's not the original right it's not it's not the it's not the the main the main thing it wasn't like the brilliant breakthrough it's maybe your version or your sort of remix of the idea but it's not what the original intent was and for most people the original intent got it right you know that's it's been phenomenally successful like it's it would be hard to deny right so again like that that's sort of where this whole dispute about btc versus bch comes from and one of the reasons that i think it's pretty obvious that bch is is the way to go is, is right here in the title right a peer-to-peer electronic cash system it literally it's literally in the first line uh and it even says yeah yeah a version of electronic cash right um, so anyway if you're if you're new to bitcoin and you've never read this you, you should read it. Right, it's actually not very long. It's only about uh, nine pages, of which one page is the is the references. These are some good uh, things as well. You can you can look into if you're interested. But um, generally speaking, okay, there's a little bit of a little bit of uh, maths here at the end, um, but there is actually a few <laughs> diagrams and things. So it's not it's not quite as uh, intimidating as it as it might seem, like a, a scientific uh, white paper or anything. But if you read that, that is the best way that you can get some idea of, of what is actually going on um, uh, with the whole idea of cryptocurrency, right? At a, at a technical level and at a conceptual level, what, what's the point of it all? So this uh, PDF, you know, has been hosted uh, on a lot of Bitcoin websites, right, for a a a long time like you know bitcoin.org bitcoin.com all those ones right bitcoincore.org who have now like removed it so you can see it's a bit of a scandal uh, for two reasons one just because um you know like why 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 would you take that down like that's the that explains the whole system if you're trying to evangelize bitcoin to people just just starting to read the the white paper like what the founder originally wrote that's that's what should be the, the first thing that should be available for everyone to read right if you took that down it's kind of like having a church and taking and <laughs> taking out the bibles right like it, it doesn't make any sense like people should always be able to go to the source material and, and see what's going on and the, the other reason that it's controversial is because of this whole Bitcoin versus Bitcoin cash split. And it's very uh, it's a sore point, right, for the community or it's a point of contention uh, as to what is the, the real Bitcoin, right? So everyone can make up their, their own mind. Um, and I'm, I'm opinionated, right? Uh, I wouldn't say biased, but I'm opinionated that it is Bitcoin cash, but other people can have their ideas too. Uh, but fundamentally, you, you know, the, the white paper should, should give you a pretty big uh, hint as to what's going on. So from the Bitcoin cash side of affairs, which is obviously uh, popular, I wouldn't say unanimous, but it's popular on uh, slash R slash BTC, then you can see people saying, look, they're trying to remove uh, the white paper from their sort of discussion or from promoting it uh, among people who are paying attention. Uh, To to what they're up to because they want to divert Bitcoin into something that it wasn't originally Uh, And so obviously the first thing you would need to do is is take down the white paper if you wanted to make changes That didn't match up to that original original design pattern so I mean it's pretty uh, It's pretty It's pretty severe like right that uh, that they would do that So what you know what what's the sort of what's the sort of story so if you actually follow the link so it goes to here so this is github for anybody who's not uh necessarily that technical or, or doesn't uh code or anything like that this is where a lot of the or, you know a large percentage of the world's uh open source software is hosted and uh you can see here vladimir uh land w j uh who is the one of the biggest bit contributors to Bitcoin in terms of the software uh, development uh, has made a comment here. <laughs> He's getting absolutely roasted uh, in the reactions. As you can see, five five likes and uh, 47 <laughs> dislikes. Um, and so he says, the last thing says that this file is unclear. It can be found in enough places by now. So, uh, you know, a bit of a non sequitur there if it can be found somewhere else uh, easily what, what's the issue with having it here um, but and as this site is about Bitcoin Core a specific implementation not about Bitcoin in general the white paper doesn't necessarily need to be well doesn't necessarily need to be hosted here but pretty hard to see what's the downside of including it uh, unless anyone can point to an explicit place where Satoshi lights it under a free license legally it's safer to remove it right so we've got a bit of a story about the the legality so the i mean the first thing to think about is that this paper has been freely available online for since you know uh, late 2008 um you know early 2009 or late 2008 uh it's been i think it was halloween maybe it was halloween uh 2008 when it was published something like that uh anyway it's been online for all those those 12 years and hosted in a number of different places and there's never been there's never been an issue with this right so this is very suddenly coming out of the blue that it would suddenly be a big issue having this uh free pdf which the creator themselves right satoshi nakamoto published online themselves uh, and never complained about or tried to take down or anything and now suddenly it's a uh it's sort of at issue right and so one of the things People. Um, well, one thing to quickly notice before we leave this is so you can see here. So it was twentieth of January on uh, at seven thirteen GMT. So everybody's in the in the comments putting in their two cents, right? And you can see it was locked here at ten twenty two. So it was barely like three hours later that uh, it was already like we got to shut off discussion. Like this is getting uh, getting out of hand, and you can see. Well, pretty much Karozagoras uh, Car- nails it. Like, we have the r- right to debate this. Bitcoin is everyone's, right? So that was sort of part of the original founding mission of, of Bitcoin was that it was an open source. It's, it's a community-run thing, right? There's no there's no central authority. There's no bank. There's no government. There's no corporation. There's no individual. There's nobody who's in charge of it. It's a It's a community-run thing. So this kind of sentiment is going to be very popular in the community. Um, So, yeah, so, but we have this sort of, this sort of legal angle, right? And if we have a look, there's some sort of link to it here. I didn't uh, have a link to it, but somebody posted in here somewhere about this. Here we go. So the sort of the concern was that this guy, Craig Wright, who has previously claimed to be Satoshi with very, uh, questionable proof or backing um you know has sort of sent out all these letters um these like statements okay maybe there's a link to it here no Uh, i don't know but anyway there's a it's it's there somewhere um where he basically said to them listen can you take down this uh this um this software, this uh, white paper, you know, the Bitcoin white paper. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't, all right, well, can't find it now, but basically uh, he, he wrote to them and said, look, take this down, I'm Satoshi, and you've published my stuff uh, illegally, pretty much, or I'm asserting my copyright, right? Okay, so that's, uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily the legal expert on copyright, but it's pretty, pretty clear to see that this is a load of horseshit, right? So firstly, it was included in the original Bitcoin files, which were as a a whole collectively under the MIT license, which is a sort of open source um, license, so that just anybody could use it and share it, provided that anything that they modified or shared also had the same license, right? So it sort of guarantees that any mutation in the future continues to be open source. So it was originally invented by you know whoever it was who published it online then it was um you know not disputed for 12 years satoshi is still anonymous to this day provided you know it's not craig Wright, which there's not necessarily a lot of evidence that it is um and yeah it's it's just it's never been an issue suddenly now it's an issue and even if it was well firstly this guy craig Wright, he'd have to convince everybody that he was satoshi which should not be a hard thing to do if he was satoshi he could just sign a cryptographic message from the original genesis block saying my name is craig Wright," and post it and that would be essentially incontrovertible proof that that he was satoshi but he hasn't done that right so and it would be very easy to do if he could so it's very questionable (laughs) at best that he would be satoshi but even if like even if he was uh, Satoshi, which he's not, then you have to say, look, this has been in the public domain for however long. It was freely published. It was under the MIT license. You know, what's what's the, what's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, in that sense, also <laughs> it bears mentioning that Satoshi, the inventor of the very uh, freedom inspired uh, project is now one of the richest people in the world, right? is uh, estimated to have a million Bitcoin and as a result of, you know, a million BTC and a million uh, Bitcoin cash and Bitcoin SV and all these things. So if you were that rich, would you, would you really be coming out of anonymity carefully preserved for 12 years uh, to dispute this one open source white paper that like on this one site? It, it, it doesn't make any sense, right? so yeah so that that's pretty much uh pretty much a load of a load of crap but if you one of the reasons this is you know controversial or uh, especially you know causing outcry on on our BTC is that it, it sort of plays into this uh theory I'll, I'll say but uh that you know bitcoin btc has for a long time since uh, before the fork when all the community breakdown was happening and so on uh being determined to change the original bitcoin to sort of co-opt it and and people have different theories about why that is right some people i guess would take an angle that it was more like a deliberate attack by maybe like some sort of government actors or maybe they think you know there's some uh, evidence that perhaps the people uh involved at the at the top of the bitcoin you know tree who are influential in the community a lot of them work for this company Blockstream. that it has its own motivations for profit you know to turn a, a decentralized community type system into something that they can rent seek on right that they can put in their own controls or, or whatever so a lot of people think that and, and this would be like a pretty big part of it right the whole divide between BTC and bch has been about uh, the block size and stuff and at a sort of meta layer that, that kind of goes back to what was the original Bitcoin, what was the intent, did Satoshi mean to put in a, a block size limit forever and how was it going to scale and so on and so forth, right? There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of arguing back and forth about that. So you can see how this, this doesn't really play that well if you are on the, the BTC side of it that, well, the people, uh, you know, influential in that community now don't even want you to read the original uh, Bitcoin or alternatively that they're just so weak that they will fold instantly to any completely you know uncredible (laughs) legal threat Uh, whether or not yeah there's any legal merit any likelihood that it would get enforced any way that it could be enforced you know I mean how many many sites on the internet do you think could just host up the Bitcoin PDF you can't sue them all so uh, You know, and it has been interesting to see. There's been a bit of a uh, Barbara Streisand effect, right? A bit of a Streisand effect of uh, since because of this suing. You know, some companies have kind of come out in solidarity and hosted up the Bitcoin uh, PDF and stuff like that uh, before to to sort of maintain that that community uh, sentiment. So I think that's a really good thing. That's that's really good to see. Um, So yeah, and then uh so what, one thing to sort of uh look at as well is that this guy uh i think he's i probably am pronouncing it wrong right but his name's vladimir land or Vladimir, i don't know vladimir land. anyway he's uh one of the biggest um contributors to bitcoin so if we have a look here again this is uh github bitcoin bitcoin this is the bitcoin core repository right and you have a look, this guy is the number one contributor. So, at the very least, he's written a lot of code. He's uh, very influential. Uh, you know, and I remember at the time of the fork when the split happened, he was one of the sort of the main uh, developers who stayed with uh, b 2 Core. There was some who were on the BCH more more side of it or who just uh, left altogether. They just fed up. They'd had enough and they just left. So like Gavin Andreessen, who was the original uh, lead developer who who got the sort of mantle was passed him directly by Satoshi. And then uh, Mike Hearn and then another guy called Jeff Garzik, And there there was a few others, right? So uh, a lot of those people who were big contributors, big voices in the community, they split off with that fork or they left. Uh, But obviously, Bitcoin's a software project uh, at its foundation so you need, you need to have good devs who know you know it's very complicated uh, code and very critical right any changes to it could could make a huge uh, impact on the on the whole network can't really afford to fuck it up so it's very important you have good devs but uh this uh Vladimir he's been a he's been a huge contributor for a long time um since you know the fork and and, and before it and he's sort of posted on his blog that he he kind of wants to step back a little bit and that he's had he you know he he feels like he's way too much in the in the center of things and there's too much pressure and and all of that uh and so yeah you can read his uh ideas sort of uh, yourself for uh what what he thinks but it's very interesting that at this point, he's, you know, decided that, well, the development's a little bit centralized, which is one good thing that's happened in Bitcoin Cash, right? Is that because there was that split, they've got several different development teams, whereas the BTC, the main Bitcoin Core, they just have um, Bitcoin Core effectively. Uh, So, you know, but this this whole thing, it just kind of, it doesn't bode well, right? For BTC, if you have, on one hand, you have the developers, like stepping back or, or realizing that things are getting a bit too heated, and at the same time you're taking the the Bitcoin uh, white paper <laughs> off your website. This is this is this is not looking good here, right? Okay, so we've been, been through all that stuff. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, so if we just rewind, you know, back to uh, what I was talking about before. Um, that that's been the biggest story in the last couple of days has been that uh that the white paper sort of controversy but uh the the other big story i think this week has been uh it, well, it hasn't really been uh, discussed in these terms right but it's this idea of the flippening right which is that uh at the time of the split um when btc and bitcoin cash split off and, and went their two separate ways uh bitcoin cash was of course the like the smaller one right as we can see now it's got the much smaller uh market cap and because it was kind of going in its own direction and that community had decided look we're going to take our own path they had this idea that there would one day the bitcoin and bitcoin cash would would swap places right that um uh, Bitcoin cash would, would flipping, uh Bitcoin and go back to being the, the number one coin. And actually we might be seeing some some evidence of that uh, recently. So we, we can have a bit of a look at that, right? So this is, again, this is one of the reasons that I've become much more interested again in Bitcoin is if, you, if you're going back to where the fork was Bitcoin Cash was, I mean, uh, Bitcoin was still the 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 main game, right? Uh, soon after the the fork, oh, well, you can't really see here. so this overlays in the way, but see if I move this a little bit. Yeah, right. Okay, so you can see here, uh, Bitcoin is at one hundred, you know, one hundred ninety-one thousand transactions in Bitcoin Cash only at uh 14,000 um so really it is like the you know overwhelming majority uh was still in in BTC after after the split right not a huge percentage of people moved across or thought that the currency needed to support more transactions and and raise the transaction limit so hang on a second Right, so when you look at this, um, you know, this state of affairs, that, that's the way it's been, right? For the last three years, probably, uh, up until like very, very, very recently, like these, these spikes here are obviously not organic growth in the community, right? That's, uh, that's people testing the network or, or, or whatever, but it's, it's clearly not an organic growth and then what you can also see is that even in that entire three years, Bitcoin has never gone over 400,000 transactions, right? So this yellow line was, was way ahead, but it's, uh, it hasn't got further ahead, right? Bitcoin used to be like this. It used to grow uh, exponentially as more and more users came on board and as more and more people got involved in the currency. But because it's been stuck at that, one megabyte cap which was the, the cause of the split uh, it hasn't hasn't really grown since then at least not in terms of number of transactions so as the price could go higher but the amount of utility uh, in terms of the number of people that can use the currency uh, each day hasn't or at least that can use the currency each day without paying a lot in fees hasn't hasn't really increased right so it's been, but it's been all this time, and then just recently, Bitcoin has exploded in in price, right? And as that as that cycle has started that I talked about at the start, where more people came in, and uh, you know, and looked at what was going on, well, they've driven the price up to massive highs, but they haven't actually created that much more activity on the network because it was already a capacity, it was already full. So as a result one theory that at least that i have is that uh instead they sort of think well bitcoin is you know pretty much unusable it costs five or six dollars a transaction that's <laughs> ridiculous for a currency of the future you know how what kind of currency of the future costs five dollars to send a or more to send a transaction shouldn't it, shouldn't it be basically free like even paypal or a bank transaction uh is basically free uh, even like a expensive international transaction probably you know only costs a couple of dollars these days right like on transfer wires or Western Union or whatever it's probably still not got you know humongous fees so this uh Bitcoin cash has just exploded in in transactions and really gone from look here we can see three hundred sixteen thousand to to twenty thousand and this was only on December 15th, so this was two months ago and in the last two months bitcoin cash has just rocketed up and so i mean it's, it's it's up for debate like why that's happening but i would say that maybe it's it's finally time that that bitcoin cash is is starting to come good because now that it's been this long that bitcoin hasn't really implemented any good scaling plan well can't last forever like if you if you're running a a bad, uh, a bad operation. Sooner or later, people are going to start looking for or switching to alternatives. Or maybe even more importantly, new users are going to come into the space, not be that impressed with what they find, and they don't have really any attachment, or they don't know anything about this history or this debate. They just know about what what works, or what's cheap, or or what sort of makes intuitive sense. Right. And it seems like they're going, they're going with Bitcoin Cash. So, uh, as I got back interested in it after the the price spike and everything i looked at so oh, okay bitcoin cash is is still there and i can also see unsurprisingly <laughs> that's what new users are going for and i think a lot of this economic activity has been driven by those new users and also by returning users like like myself or or like um you know like anybody else who was who, who was a huge bitcoin proponent or you know uh talked about it a lot and invested and and talked to their friends and and sort of had the whole dream of a peer-to-peer currency at the time of the split it it was very easy to get disillusioned with what was going on so i think as a result of all that uh you you've got a lot of a lot of returning users like myself um and they're they're not really going to be interested in in bitcoin because nothing's changed in btc look they still got the same flat transactions it just costs more to use the network and uh, the the solutions that were hyped up at the time like lightning network of course they're still they're still pretty shit basically like three years later Uh, so that wasn't the dynamic scene that it used to be where there was more merchants accepting it the community was excited and positive and uh it it was growing and the idea was kind of spreading around and yeah there was jokes and memes about hodling and the the whole price hype cycle and everything like i talked about before but at the same time there was a lot of it that came down to the idea of empowering the world you know that people in in africa or in south america or in or in asia or generally just people anywhere uh, didn't need to be super rich in order to use Bitcoin. They could just give it a go, and it would only cost less than less than a cent. And there there was no other fees, right? There was no there's no percentage fee or anything. Maybe you have to pay a little bit when you convert, but once you've converted, you're in, and it's it's all easy, right? So that 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 was a big part of it, and that's what's needed for it to get to a global sort of scale so that's that's the you know one of the massive reasons that bch i think is is going to out compete bitcoin right so if we have a look another another thing that's that's kind of come up is this site read.cash which is uh basically like reddit except you can see here these little dollar amounts uh and that is that people can spend bit you know uh bitcoin cash just those small amounts again these this wouldn't be feasible on bitcoin because if there's a five dollar fee well have you can send someone 3.99 but more more or less 20 people couldn't send you uh a few cents each and have it all add up like 131 for this is not one donation this is the contributions of lots of small people just just chipping in because they like uh any particular article uh right which is which is an interesting idea you know directly directly monetized content this is the kind of innovative new stuff that used to happen all the time in bitcoin but seems like has has really dried up as the fees have got higher and the communities become more censored and the yeah the innovation has just moved to alternatives and and so we can see this is an example of it in in bitcoin cash right so a lot of people might think that well, you know, the, the transactions that are happening here, this huge growth is maybe just because it's some site like this where everybody's sending 1 cent, 2 cent around. And well, on one hand, that sort of proves the point, right? Is that it, it doesn't really matter whether or not a lot of transactions are coming from, from small transactions because that's still a user. It doesn't matter if the user is trading 5 cent, 10 cent or $500, a $1,000 that's still like one person that's a whole new person in the community who is finding some utility in bitcoin cash and once somebody can send around five cent ten cent maybe they start to put in some more money or maybe they uh you know talk to their family about it or maybe they find another use case for it right so it really is is quite important that that people can be introduced with a a low a low barrier to entry um but you know uh, i i don't i don't think that's really the whole story because it's it's not just these people doing this one cent two cent because if we have a look at this kind of a graph here of the uh you know the bitcoin and bitcoin cash sent marked in usd you can see that really there hasn't been very much uh bitcoin cash activity at all except uh at the time of, of you know particular spikes but recently here if we zoom in a bit Three months, you can, you can see that it is actually growing a substantial amount of the the percentage of the actual value that is being transferred each day in in Bitcoin. So this most recent day, I think, is pretty incredible. It's twenty point seven uh, billion in Bitcoin and seven point eight in Bitcoin cash. Right, so it's literally one third of the you know actual amount of volume going going around in the system. Um, which is which is crazy because if you look at this, <laughs> you know Bitcoin is thirty-three thousand dollars, and Bitcoin Cash is it's four hundred and forty, right? So it's more like a, well, it's not quite ten to one, but it is, you know, seven or eight times as uh, times as expensive, and yet when we look at the real value, you know, it's closer to like a third of the actual uh, economic activity, and obviously there's a a premium for being the top coin and having the trust and the biggest mining network and all that stuff right does play into it but you you can see that this is you know in the space of uh two months right from first of november okay well maybe three months november december most of january 2021 you know this trend is is really is really changing and probably if, if we project forward in another month two months three months who knows you know it it might come to to the other way around right this uh this transactions chart well if you look here it's not going to be too long before bitcoin cash is doing more than more than bitcoin and uh maybe the same in the uh in this in this usd chart here right so i think that's that's a really good sign and it does does come to maybe this this idea of the the flipping, right? So I wanted to talk. Oh, okay, so just quickly to wrap up this point on um, noise read dot So yeah, everybody can go check this out. But there's this one guy, Mark Demesal, who is uh, apparently funding a lot of this. Um, you know this uh, noise dot this. Uh, well, I keep on noise dot But there's noise dot which is this one. It's more sort of like a Twitter type idea and it's basically, you know, similar idea to this one, cache, which is more like a medium uh, type thing. And uh, people post, you know, more like uh, articles that, with their screenshots and whatever, right? So uh, pretty interesting. But yeah, this one guy is funding a lot of it. So uh, undoubtedly that it, that is powering it, right? But I still think it's pretty legitimate uh, growth in the scene because those kind of innovative ideas um, are actually being implemented uh are, are very valuable that's that that's that's just the fact and that's how crypto gets to new uh markets right in the early days of, of, of bitcoin um there was this thing called satoshi dice right which is that you you could and you probably still can gamble on the on the blockchain just do what uh well, kind of like roulette but you know where you just send in uh, a certain amount of money you have a certain amount of odds and you either you get a payout or you don't right all was just happening on the on the blockchain and that in the early days of bitcoin like i'm talking you know 2011 or or earlier probably that that was maybe 2012 that that was going on and it, it was huge and it helped bitcoin grow right so this could be like the same thing for for bitcoin cash uh, and i yeah i did like this article i recommend everyone go read this article about the crypto kitties moment which was uh, when we looked at those, this chart here of the dominance, um, Ethereum, uh, had this sort of breakthrough moment. Where, where is it Where's the, where's the chart loading? Uh, one of the, when Ethereum really rocketed up and, and came into the second, you know, the number two spot and all that, it was partly about, they had this ability to trade these like cat kind of tokens. Um, here, you know, so this kind of thing went here when Ethereum was getting up to like 30%. Oh, no, 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 hang on. No, not then. Back here, more of this kind of, uh, run up that you can see along here was because they had this, this crypto kitties, you know, and people would trade whatever these like cat tokens. The internet loves cats, I guess. So, uh, that kind of kicked off. And, and yeah, it was just something new and unique that Bitcoin was not doing. And, and maybe it's sort of a similar thing with this. Uh, noise.cash. So, to the idea of this flippening, let's we can have a bit of a look here. So, I think this is actually where it all came from, is right? This idea of the fappening, which was in 2016 or, or when, you know, uh, in the sort of lead up to when all this uh, Bitcoin, you know, fork uh, discussion happened in the split. People were separately on Reddit uh, at this, all these like. Nude pictures of mostly female, I think, sort of celebrities, but maybe there was a few guys in there. I don't know. Got leaked, uh, and so they started this subreddit called the Fappening uh, Everybody jerking off to these naked, you know, celebrity pictures that had been released. Their favorite movie star or whatever, uh, and so then that that sort of led to the name, right? That was that was in the at the time that was a big thing that was uh, going on. So then in Bitcoin, you know, it was like the flippening, you know, everybody was, was making like puns on this, this name for when one cryptocurrency would, would take over another. So it, it, it then sort of just became a bit of a general like saying, but obviously the most important metrics are the total market cap. So being uh, moving further up this sort of leaderboard here on CoinMarketCap here, or maybe also sometimes people talk about the trading volume you could like flipping, you know, Bitcoin Cash could like flipping Litecoin maybe because it's uh, six, you know, let me see, yeah, what is this, uh, six, you know, six billion, right? Uh, is that is that right? There's like million, a hundred millions, yeah, six billion to like eight billion, um, Litecoin, or or whatever, you know, so it could flip in it by getting more. Or transaction volumes, or it can flip in the actual transactions, right? Which we might be seeing here, with um, with you know the trend. So uh, when we have a look here, that that sort of plays into this idea, right? About how, well, is this actually realistic, right? That if we see Bitcoin Cash is so small compared to to uh, Bitcoin by like look, it's thirty-three thousand to like four hundred bucks, four hundred fifty bucks, is that? Is that really realistic? And, and the answer is, is maybe yes. You know, maybe, maybe sooner than people would expect, right? Um, because when you, uh, like the, the theory of how it would overtake it, right? Is either it can just slowly and steadily grow and have its uh, ratio increase of the amount of uh, Bitcoin cash to Bitcoin until you know until it got past it just step by step by step but that's less likely and and more likely is that in cryptocurrency things operate on on exponentials right where things just go through a huge like bubble and, and suddenly things shift massively in a short amount of time so at the time of the hard fork um where bitcoin cash split off people had this this theory called the the bitcoin death spiral and the idea was uh, around the mining network. So every two, uh, every two weeks, uh, roughly, the Bitcoin network readjusts its, its difficulty of how many blocks, or to reset the block time to be 10 minutes per block, even if the hash rate, even if the amount of miners has increased or, or decreased, right? So in that two week period, if a lot more hash rate joins, by the end of it, they'll be doing faster than 10 minute blocks and it'll need to get reset. And if a lot of hash rate leaves, then they'll be doing slower than 10 minute blocks and uh, it will need to get reset. And that reset is roughly two weeks, but it's denominated actually in blocks. So that means that conceivably, if there was, uh, if if price, if like, no, not price, if hash rate dropped out of uh bitcoin obviously it's been going exponential as most things do in in crypto but it's been going exponentially uh f- you know for the last few years as there's been more and more mining farms set up and and better and better technology developed for it more ASICs and so on uh, it's been going exponential but if it if for any reason this hash rate started to drop off it would slow down the speed of the blocks from 10 minutes maybe to you know 11 minutes or 12 minutes and then as it as it got slower the fees on the bitcoin uh network so if we have a look here so it's currently median fee of of 571 uh this is a really good website by the way uh transaction street uh txstreet.com people should people should check that out so it's it's really good these little south park characters but anyway the fee is is $5.71, right? Uh, on on a, like the median. So if if the blocks slowed down, even if the transaction the throughput stayed the same, if the, if the blocks were slower, then you can have less transactions in the amount of time. So the fee would would rise because people would have to bid more and more to get their their transaction done faster, right? But if we if we if that trend then continued, if as the hash rate dropped off uh, then the fees would go up. Then that would make it harder and harder to move Bitcoin. And then in theory, the, the price would start to crash too, right? Because if as the fee gets to maybe $10 or $15 or $20, however high the fee gets, people start to lose confidence in Bitcoin. They think, oh, you know, is this system really so workable or it's just too expensive to, to move their Bitcoin? If it's a $10 fee to move your Bitcoin, anybody with less than $10 uh, it's, it's just pointless, right? You can't, you can't even send anything. So then, you know that that price could crash, and then that would lead to the miners turning off their their machines. So then the hash rate falls further, and it, you know, it becomes a vicious cycle, right? The the price falls, so then the hash rate falls, so then the fees go higher, so then the price falls, and it could uh, expand like you know, it could uh, continue on like that, right? So that that was the theory that. Bitcoin Cash proponents had at the time of the fork that that, that that is what would happen and it would lead to Bitcoin just exploding in a mess as everybody switched over to Bitcoin Cash. It didn't work out that way, but you know, that was, that was at the time. Maybe, maybe, maybe things are different. I mean, three years later, Bitcoin Cash is still there and, and the fees are, are starting to sort of rise on, on Bitcoin. Yeah, now it's like six dollars. You know, it used to be the same as, as Bitcoin Cash, it used to be less than a cent. Uh, but now there are six dollars even who are watching right now watching it go up right uh, and the backlog of transactions here just just keeps getting uh, bigger and bigger over time network gets more unreliable new users aren't, aren't joining so it could you know it could it could potentially happen uh, and if there was no competitor, if there was no bitcoin cash then maybe it wouldn't be such a big issue for Bitcoin that you could probably still stay the king against uh you know litecoin or whatever other alternatives because they just don't have the same brand name and the same recognition and and all that but bitcoin cash could in theory replace bitcoin and for 99 percent of people who are still not that invested in bitcoin or you know don't follow cryptocurrency they would have no idea that it had happened they they just hear about bitcoin cash is kicking off and they just assume it was the same thing probably right so if the miners uh if the miners if the if the price drops on bitcoin the fees and the fees get too high uh and the price drops and the miners if they if it's less profitable for them to mine bitcoin then they could mine bitcoin cash instead right that's the whole point that it's the it's the same it was the same coin originally so they are the same mining hardware works on both ones so they could switch over and potentially it would be a feedback loop right so that can either happen by bitcoin cashes uh hash rate dropping with the price dropping or it can happen the other way around where if bitcoin cash suddenly gets a huge surge of community interest um then you know then miners will switch over to it if it's more profitable to mine on bitcoin cash and then maybe that creates more community uh you know hype or excitement and so the price goes higher and then more hash rate switches over and then as the hash rate starts to drop out of Bitcoin, like we said before, the blocks go slower and the fees get higher and, and it all unravels like that, right? So who knows, this is just a theory, right? Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. But I, I think there's a good odds that uh, that it will. And it seems like if, if the fees keep on going up and up and up on Bitcoin, which they, they have been and there's no sign of them stopping, especially because the BTC community itself is so convinced that they want to be a store of value and they want to, they're going to store their value, no matter how high the fees get. Well, eventually they'll be storing value as the hash rate, you know, moves over to the other chain. And that is going to be really very painful for them uh, because as the, uh, you know, as the, as the fees escalate, once, once the cycle starts in motion, it'll be too late, right? Because everybody will be sort of clamoring to get out uh, and rush for the exits. At the same time, as the number of transactions that can get through is, is is decreasing, uh, you know, to send to an exchange to sell out or or anything like that, um, you know, it, it would be it would be very very painful, right? Um, so let's see what other uh, things have I got here? Yeah, so this sort of hash rate. I mean, as you can see, you know, Bitcoin Cash when it all started, you know, it was sort of had a, a, a some notable percentage. But it's since dropped off uh, because the hash rate tends to follow the price, and the price in BTC is is way higher and has been since the fork, mostly in my mind, uh, because of speculators. Right, that the actual adoption of Bitcoin started going backwards about the time of the fork because uh, it stopped being as usable as it was, and the community was split, and there was too much arguing and toxicity. So you know, merchants stopped accepting it, like it different stores where you could buy things and a lot of people who were sort of so-so on on cryptocurrency that i knew around me they were saying oh, yeah i don't know about this right so uh, since then you know bitcoin has had the benefit of retaining the original name and the original logo and the original exchange ticker of btc which is huge because for most people who don't know necessarily one way or the other that, that can sell you right there right bitcoin cash oh, it must just be this knockoff or, or something like that. You sort of need to understand it quite well to understand, okay, that they originally came from the same thing and the reasons uh, that they split. But, you know, now, now, uh, now maybe things are different because the, the fees back then, the Bitcoin community could carry on quite happily and pay, you know, one cent, two cent, five cent, 10 cents. It still seems like not a big deal. But it might be getting, it might be starting to get towards a breaking point, especially if if this trend continues. Uh, Bitcoin coin, maybe those users are convinced. Maybe they're right or die with BTC, and they don't they don't switch, or and none of their friends start to switch over. But at a certain point, if this carries on, all of the new users will be in Bitcoin Cash, and before too long, the Bitcoin Cash community is going to be much much bigger than the than the the Bitcoin community and and like we saw before they've they're fighting the battle on several fronts right where they've got the development community starting to get so so you know they've got a lot of censorship of their own uh community with their reddit has um their css has been changed right so that you can't see to hide uh deleted comments there's a really good article here called A Brief and Incomplete History of Censorship in Our Bitcoin by John Block. So, if, if you're not familiar with all of that, you, you can have a look at that. But it's just very uh, ironic, you know, that from this community that came out of freedom, and it, it's the same story as the, the white paper, right? That was mentioned before, where it, it was originally all about, you know, being open and sort of libertarian, embracing freedom. And it's just completely the opposite of that to be trying to worry about legal threats to be taking down and censoring the white paper in in one sense and then censoring people's comments right like if an idea is is a good idea it it, it can stand on its own merit it doesn't need to cut off uh, competing opinions you can just explain how the competing opinions are wrong but that's that's not the approach that the btc community have been have been taking generally so yeah again there's just like this goes into the whole history of Like 91% of people upvoting that the mods needed to be changed in in 2015 of of Bitcoin and and all that, like yada yada. I don't know, maybe we can look at that another time. But that's that's pretty much all I had uh, for this uh, first episode of the podcast. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I'll be posting this on Reddit and whatever. Everybody can can leave uh feedback i mean you can send me a a tip with a bit of uh bitcoin cash if if you really enjoyed it um i don't expect that but hey you never know and uh that's that's it right so till uh till till next time uh may your fees be low and your private keys secure